Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. So I wasn't sure if yesterday's show was going to be well-received. And Julie, are you there? If not, you got to call back in. And so, um, because, you know, to be honest with you, Julie and I are both on DayQuil <laughs> because we had colds and we still have colds. Well, we're on DayQuil today, um, but I think we're, our bodies are growing to, accustomed to it because we, we sound and feel a little bit more lucid than we did yesterday. <laughs> but I think the points we made on yesterday's podcast were still valid. We're talking today, and we talked yesterday, as much as I can remember of it, uh, the differences in the pluses and the minuses of social selling versus prospecting. And one of the things that um, we get a lot of feedback on, especially from those of you who are newer in real estate, newer in sales, let's say, is that no one's really talking to you about direct selling or proactive lead generation. Julie, you're unmuted. Okay. 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 And um, a lot of folks have been led to believe that really the only way or even the better way to generate leads is through passive lead generation systems. And Julie and I gave you a little bit of history of sort of the, it's almost like a boxing match between proactive and passive uh, lead generation. It's gone back generations. This isn't something new. I know millennials think that just because, you know, frankly, social networking and whatnot is what they're really accustomed to and they like it that somehow that's going to be what everything moves towards in terms of how lead generation is um, the preferable method for lead generation. But it's just not true. I mean, here's the reason why, and here's really the bottom line reason why. There's these big macro trends that happen in um, sales. And if you go all the way back to the caveman times, you know, when they were painting ads on the sides of caves and, you know, and then you know, one guy was trying to sell his, you know, pterodactyl eggs for, uh, you know, by painting ads on the side of his cave, and the other guy was out there trying to basically hustle the eggs himself directly to people who needed pterodactyl eggs. You know, they were battling it out as far as who had the most effective way of selling their product. And so every year there's always something new. There's always some new gimmick. There's always some new idea that somehow is going to liberate you from ever having actually learned how to do proactive lead generation or direct selling. And I completely and totally understand why. Julie and I sold real estate. Julie and I have been in sales our entire lives, our entire adult lives. Even before we were adults, we were in sales. And we know that it would be wonderful if there was some sort of you know, easy way to passively generate consistent business for your business in such a way that you could rely on it, in such a way that you could plan around it, in such a way that you could actually – um, you know, grow your business more profitably from it. But there just isn't, and there never will be. And the reason that there isn't and never will be are, is m- for many, many reasons, but the biggest one is is that those ideas become oversaturated so quick. And by oversaturated, I mean everyone starts doing them. Um, you know, the easiest way to explain this is, is just think about your own mailbox, 
right? If you start getting a postcard from a real estate agent, even before you had your real estate license, have you ever noticed that it's usually, you know, there'll be three or four other realtors doing postcards that are very similar? And then the postcards themselves become even more ineffective. They're ineffective to begin with, but they become even more ineffective. And then the same thing is even more true uh, in the digital age because it takes nobody, it takes everybody like two seconds to basically copy somebody else's ad and essentially create the same exact um, process. You know, some, somebody comes up with a great Facebook strategy or someone comes up with a great, you know, Instagram strategy or just whatever, you know, Google pay-per-click. Back when Google pay-per-click was, you know, I'll give you a better, more salient example. Back when Google pay-per-click first came around, Julie and I were some of the first agents in our marketplace to start doing pay-per-click ads. And I remember it really well because it was right before they started making pay-per-click, um, you know, able to be used right around before uh, Christmas. And we had a slow time during Christmas because we lived in Ohio, and, you know, that is the way it is for the most of the country, but especially in Ohio where there's a lot of snow. So I had, like, you know, two and a half weeks to figure out pay-per-click. It was super simple then. And we started putting up pay-per-click ads, and they worked instantaneously. And I had no idea what I was doing. This was back in the 90s. I had no idea how to make a landing page and all the rest of it, but it really worked. But it wasn't until probably about six months later that other agents and brokerages started doing the same thing. And then not only did the cost of the clicks go up, but also the effectiveness in terms of what it was able to generate went you know, way down. So then I was left back always having to do what I always have done, which is prospect, direct over the phone prospecting, because that's the thing that you can consistently do. And that's really what it comes down to. And that's what this whole debate, that's, where it, that's what it always goes back to, is that you can't control – you can't truly control the results that you get from passive lead generation. There's so many uh, different factors that go into whether or not anything passive is going to work from a direct mail piece to a you know, digital ad, just to all kinds of different things. It's, it, it literally, guys, it could be the weather. It could be the, you know, if, the, if your direct mail piece that you spend all this money on hits people's mailboxes at the same time there's a lot of bad news, you know, literally bad news, and, and you're not going to get a very good response. Or if your direct ad, uh, if you're, let's say you did a direct response ad. Some of you guys have been in the business for a long time. Remember direct response ads? Those started out. Dan Kennedy kind of uh, created those, and you know, Craig Proctor is the first one to really make those um, a big deal in real estate. And that was again way back in the late '80s, early '90s that we started seeing that trend too. You know, call now for this and. You know, it was using IVR technology and just, you know, it, it worked. That stuff really worked back then and it still works today. Um, but again, this is all, these are all trends. And so we see this trend of social networking. And Julie and I see it for what it is. And a lot of you have been in the business for a long time, see it for what it is as well. So why is there this big debate versus social selling versus, you know, basically direct lead generation or passive versus uh, proactive lead generation? Is because there's always been and there always will be. It's not anything new. And again, millennials, I realize that you guys think it's new, but it's not. And um, you're saying it, here's what people have done to rationalize being passive about their lead generation in the past. These are the things that they've said. Okay, you're going to find many of these things are exactly what they're saying now to rationalize not doing any proactive lead generation, just doing passive now. They say things like, I don't like being called. I don't like being bothered. These are the things agents say to themselves. I don't like, you know, I don't want to be perceived as a pushy salesperson. I See, all the things that people have always said as an excuse not to learn how to basically be a good proactive lead generator, it's what they say today. And there'll be something else that comes out in five years. You'll see, watch, I guarantee it. You know, there's, and I bet you it's going to have something to do with 
these in-home devices, I have no doubt that uh, Amazon's going to get into the real estate business in some capacity, probably very similar to what Dave Ramsey does as far as you know, procuring um, real estate leads and then selling them to agents for referral fees. There'll be something like that. And then all these agents are going to be trying to get crafty about how they go about doing their, you know, just who knows what. It doesn't matter. But my point, and I think you guys are understanding it, is there's always going to be a new gimmick or gimmicks. But there will always be, in the, you know, fewer agents who are willing to be proactive lead generators. generators. And, and uh, you guys can rationalize, well, you know, the whole cold calling thing. Well, first of all, we never tell you to cold call. Cold call is you calling somebody, just a random phone number, who's not already in the market to buy or sell real estate. That's a waste of time. We never tell you to do that. What we tell you to do is make smart calls to people who already have their hands in the air saying, yes, I want to buy or sell real estate. Preferably sell because that's what we teach you guys to do is uh, focus you on how to be listing agents. So as you're going through Julie's points today, as she's talking about um, you know, essentially these prospecting rules, I want you to really challenge yourself as to why you're not doing it consistently. And understand that it's never going to be fun. It's never going to be easy. It'll, and it does get mildly easier, but it's never going to be easy. But it will always be the most effective thing you can do to proactively lead generate. And by always, I mean always and forever. As more people migrate towards passive lead generation systems like social and all these other things and whatever comes out next, the, the proactive lead generation is even going to become more powerful. It's going to become even more effective because even fewer people will do it. And as there is a significant generational shift in who are the real estate folks in the, in the country, as we see more 30s, you know, 20- and 30-year-olds get into real estate as the people 50s and 60s and 70s become less dominant in the real estate industry, then you're going to see more people talking about social, more people talking about passive, but still the money will always flow to the people who are doing the proactive lead generation. And that's going to be true for you guys as well. When by you guys, I mean millennials. You'll find that in 20 years that the people who are still doing the proactive lead generation are the ones that are still making a majority of the commissions because it's a, the most effective way to generate business. And it always has been and it always will be. So I ask you to keep an open mind. Don't think you've got it all figured out because you, uh, you absolutely don't. Neither do I. None of us do. That's the whole point of listening to podcasts is to learn a little bit more every day. And that's and ultimately what I want you to remember is the best form of lead generation is one that is proactive in terms of how it goes about getting business, proactive in how it goes about getting leads. And then if you choose to be passive about lead generation, you have to do it after you've mastered two or three ways of proactively going after the business. If you try to do it the other way around, you're never going to have a consistent business. How would it feel to wake up every single day and say, Today, I'm going to generate you know, five listing leads because you can easily do that as a proactive lead generator. How would you do that being a passive lead generator? And I'm not saying somebody's interested in the CMA. I'm telling you somebody who has their hand in their air already and say, yes, please help me sell my house. Right? I'm, that's, so don't confuse when I say lead. I'm, my, my definition of a lead is someone that's ready to buy or sell today not sometime in the distant future or maybe someday based on some algorithm. Somebody who has their hand in the air right now and says they want to sell their house, get it sold, have the you know, commission check, have the keys exchanged to somebody, all the things done in the next 60 to 90 days, right? How would it feel if you knew every single day you could wake up and generate one, two, three, four, five of those types of leads every day? How much less stress would you have? 
How much more freedom would you have? And these skills are portable, too. If you choose like Julie and I did, we chose not to stay in the Midwest. We wanted to move someplace warmer, so we did. And the skill set that we developed was portable. We could move anywhere we wanted to. It wasn't based on a geographic marking or it wasn't based on all these things that you know limit us to a little golden cage that would you know make it so we could never move out of a particular area. Are you listening to me, listeners? Is this appeal to you? Because ultimately, guys, this is how you have a business. Ultimately, what we're describing to you is one of the key tenets in creating a real business, and the real business which is dependent on nobody else other than ultimately you, what you're willing to do, what you're willing to learn, who you're willing to help. These are the types of things that we teach you as far as premier coaching. And by the way, if you're ready for a free coaching call, go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And when you do, um, we've just updated all the, uh, the books that we give you. And uh, the ones that I want you to download first, because they're all digital, are Real Estate Treasure Map, which is your fill-in-the-blank 2019 business plan, um, and, of course, Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. So go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and you can click the uh, Speak to a Coach Now button, which is new, and you can literally be connected with one of our new member coaches immediately. So, Julie, let's get started, or let's you know grind down on these points that you wrote for us. Yes, and most of these should be fairly self-evident, but <clears throat> excuse me, these are points for a reason, things we have heard on coaching calls over the years. These tend to be things that keep popping up. So point number one, use modern scripts written for today's sellers and buyers, your actual market conditions today. Know what they are so that you know what to use. But yeah, I know you can download scripts for free online. Those are the same scripts that have been around since 1973. Probably not the same deal that you're living in now. So use modern scripts. And by the way, we do update and uh, change our scripts and make sure that they're staying current as well as market conditions change. So keep it modern. Point number two, do leave a short to-the-point message if you hit voicemail. Some of you guys have been trained by office managers or coaching organizations, not ours, that you're not supposed to leave messages. I have no idea why anybody would ever say that. How does somebody know you're trying to get a hold of them? Always leave short to-the-point messages. And furthermore, one of the things we talk about in Premier Coaching is how to leave a message which will cause somebody to call you back. It's not just, hey, checking up on you. That doesn't really say anything. It's state the purpose of your call and have a call to action. Here's why I need you to call me back. <clears throat> so not just leave a message, but do a good job of it. Number three, begin every day with your follow-up calls for 20 minutes on your most likely to set appointments. Your lead follow-up is the most likely place that you're going to get an appointment. So start the day. This gives you in the right mindset for being on the phone and being effective. Some of our coaching clients like to play the game that as soon as they set a pre-qualified listing appointment, buyer appointments are good too, but especially listing appointments, as soon as you set a pre-qualified listing appointment, you can get on with the rest of your day. That was your number one job. Now, we also know as experienced coaches that if you can keep yourself on the phone even 20 minutes longer after you set that appointment, you probably will set a second appointment very quickly because you're riding that high of having a victory. You closed. You asked the right questions. You pre-qualified. You're in the zone. So I challenge you to keep, your phone on, to keep yourself on the phone a little bit more. Point number four, I get this question at least three times a day. <clears throat> what is the best time to call? Well, anytime you can make yourself do it, of course, but Saturday mornings are particularly good. Weekday evenings, 
first and last days of the month. Minor holidays, minor holidays are like Monday holidays where everybody's home, kids are home from school, so parents are home from work. Typically very high contact level on those days. Holiday weeks off, like the week of Thanksgiving, is really great contact time. And also any time that you are focused. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do not get obsessed with, quote, the best time. See, this is just an elaborate uh, creative avoidance tactic because if you convince yourself <clears throat> because you heard it somewhere, you're only supposed to prospect between 9 and 11 in the morning, and, you know, you had an appointment, maybe you had a closing at 9, you didn't get out until 11.30, well, you know, I missed my prospecting time, so I'm not going to do it. That's just a bunch of baloney, <laughs> okay? We know it's an excuse. Get yourself on the phone. And why do we spend so much time on this whole lead generation topic? Because we know that when you're great at this, and that's why we have rules about it we're doing today, when you're great at this, a lot of the other parts of the business you will have to get great at. It, it's like the chicken or the egg type of thing. You know, you can have a really kick-ass listing presentation, but if you never generate any leads, it doesn't really matter, does it? When you're generating lots of leads, you'll then have to have a kick-ass presentation. So just had to throw that in. Point number five, do use your scripts all the time. Commit to never winging it internalize and personalize as you go. This is earning while you learn. We do expect you to internalize, and then you can personalize the scripts, but you can't really do it until you understand why it is you're asking those questions. And really all a script is is organized questions that lead you to the ability to close if it's a closable type of um, conversation. And I have to cough for a second, so... Hang on, I'm muting myself. Back to you, Tim. I, I warned them that you and I are both suffering from colds. Thank you, Zoe Grace, for bringing home yet your fourth cold of Ugh, the year grief. to mom and dad. We appreciate it so much. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's with a gallon of honey tea, too. Yeah, <sighs> anyway. I know. I all right, them. So. They all understand. Hey, guys, we're living the doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. We're doing it, too. We're not fakers. So. You guys understand yeah. that when you know when you're talking with someone, you prospect someone, and you're sounding a little funky like we sound today and yesterday, and you tell them right it was really that. important that I is really, they'll appreciate it. You you literally tell them it was really important that I reach out to you today because I was really surprised to see your home came up on our computer as an expired listing. Mm -hmm. You know, use work it into your script. They'll have more compassion for you, and they'll appreciate the fact that you're working when other agents aren't, even though you're not feeling right. great. That will impress people. <laughs> In spite of the fact that I'm coughing up a lung, I felt like reaching out to you so I can help you, definitely. Exactly. <laughs> I kind of makes the point. <coughs> Jeez. Okay, sorry. So point number six is a big one. This is a major thing that we see in coaching. Have appointment obsession versus what we as coaches lovingly call contactitis. The amount of contacts you make matters less than the amount of appointments you make assuming that they're pre-qualified, not just, you know, random appointments. But focusing on setting the appointments, you, in almost every case, will have to make fewer contacts, not more. And I realize that, you know, a lot of you guys are coached to do the whole just listed, just sold thing, or, you know, get out the phone book and start calling. Those truly are cold calls, meaning there's no reason to believe that anyone you're talking to has any reason to sell and it is absolutely a numbers game, which is why you burn through a lot of those. It's also conflict-free. It's basically a public service announcement, okay? So the problem with that is you start to believe that just making your 
choose your number, 20 contacts a day, 40 contacts a day, that that's good enough and that somehow magically you'll start setting appointments off of that. It's very easy to get frustrated off of making the contacts but not making the appointments. Instead, have appointment obsession. When you get clear on that, all of a sudden your logical mind kicks in that, hey, you know what? If my job is to set appointments, I probably should be calling people who already have their hand up and need my help, for example. Okay. Well, let's give them a flip side to that, Jules. Let's yeah. give them a, Jules, let's sure. give them a flip side. So a little, a little game that we play sometime with our coaching clients is that they can stop prospecting, stop doing proactive lead generation after they set one, after they set only one pre-qualified listing appointment. And that's a little game that yep. Julie and I used to actually play. Um, when we prospected ourselves, we would have um, the agreement that whoever set the first pre-qualified listing appointment, um, the other person had dinner that evening. <laughs> That's what we did. We did that for years. And the same thing will work for you guys, too. So here's a little suggestion. For those of you who are you know, trying to get back on the prospecting horse or trying to do prospecting for the first time, and look, guys, we teach you everything, what, who to say, how to call people, everything you need to know. It's all part of uh, Premier Coaching. So if you want to learn more about Premier Coaching, just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. But another little way to game yourself, because really at the end of the day, this is just basically head games that you're playing with yourself. The other way to do it is uh, make it so that after you set one pre-qualified listing appointment per day, then you can stop prospecting after that. Just remember I told you that, guys. It really does work to help you be a more uh, efficient on those phone calls because what Julie just said was critical. It's a rookie mistake that a lot of uh, new prospectors make. They will focus too much on just making contacts and not setting appointments. There's a huge difference. Jules? Huge difference. Yes, and I, you know, I really think that there have been people who got out of real estate too quickly because they never got that point. They just got really overly frustrated, and they convinced themselves there's something wrong with themselves versus what was wrong with the actions they were taking. <clears throat> so don't be a real estate statistic. Okay, point number seven, who to prospect? How do you prioritize based on what we're saying? Well, expireds, old expireds, even older expireds. We love expireds. Again, why? Lots of reasons. The short list is they've already proven that they're willing to list. That makes them slightly better than a for sale by owner who's still trying to do it on their own. Secondly, you know what the wrong price is. I think for everyone this is important as we have a shift in our market. It's so much easier to price an expired because it's market tested. That's a huge blessing. Pricing is not easy in any market. It's not uh, an exact science, but listing expireds, it makes it a lot easier. Okay, So even older expireds, then of course we have our unrepresented sellers, those are our for sale by owners. For rent by owners are hardly ever prospected and is one of the most simple scripts ever. It's just a business conversation. NODs, BPOs, uh, previous BPO orders, <clears throat> probate uh, builders, flippers, developers, and then we get to center of influence, past clients, uh, investors, open house leads, <clears throat> networking contacts, professional centers of but, influence. But, and but and you can mix more. it up too. It doesn't have to do – it's not like you, you're going to call all of these spokes every single day. But you do need to basically specialize in three or four of them and start getting real results, not just dabbling with them. Sorry. But there's tons – there's probably about there, – there's probably a 50 different sources, places you are, you know, great mm -hmm. sources you guys can prospect. I had a client in Salt Lake City, and um, I forget what his name was now. And um, he would 
just prospect, no matter what the market was doing, the Liz Pens in, in Salt Lake, that's basically mm-hmm. a notice of default, same thing. And he w- that was his little honey hole, and nobody else was prospecting the notice of defaults in his marketplace. This is back. This is before the real estate crash, and so he had a you know great little niche that he carved out for himself. You guys might find that you can do just as well as probate leads, or you might find that um, you know old expires are your are your tremendous source of business. Zillow's got some interesting sources on their website. They don't cost anything. I'm sure they didn't put this up there for the intent of realtors to prospect, but I'll tell you right now, the Zillow Make Me Move is a great source, depending on your marketplace. I bet you there's nobody calling those. Um, you know, there's uh, a section on, I think it's still there, where uh, people can put their houses for sale as for sale by owners. That's another good source. Investors yep. are a great source. You know, I had somebody else that was doing incredibly well because um, actually, I had many clients that have done this, and I think about it, all their names started popping in my head. And what they did is they they would partner up with the We Buy Ugly Houses types or the investor types oh, yeah. who would offer the uh, homeowners like 70 or 80 cents on the dollar or sometimes less. And then obviously most of the homeowners are going to say no. Well, what are they doing with those prospective leads? You know, by the way, in a lot of markets like this one, what we're in right now, where the market's starting to shift, really nice houses. People are frustrated, and they're wanting to hit the eject button, and they're calling those investor types. That's the reason you're seeing an increase in those signs again, because as, there's mar- as people start to freak out about the market, they start to overcorrect and panic, and you're going to see a lot more of these investor guys. Maybe you can try it yourself, and you're going to find that you'll get a lot of really shockingly nice houses that are being offered, um, You know, or the sellers are just trying to explore their different options. Well, you can obviously do that idea I just gave you yourself, or you can find out who the people are in your community that are buying or making offers to buy houses, and what are they doing with the ones that they choose not to buy, or the sellers choose to turn down their offers. I mean, we teach you guys, like I said, it's about 50 different ways of going after business. And by the way, all these lead sources that we tell you how to go after cost you nothing. They're free. And and so did you get what I just said? Free leads, you can get them yourself. And really what you have to develop is the skill set to go after these types of leads yourself. And when you do, you're going to find real estate is fun again. Real estate is something where you can actually start realizing that you can build a future around consistent cash flow, which only comes from being a listing agent. Jules? Yes, one more point, then I have to go over to Premier Coaching, our live coaching call. It happens every weekday. So uh, point number eight, and this is kind of focused, I'd say, even more on our grizzled veterans who tend to do this. Don't sell with blah, blah, or blah, 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 sell with powerful scripted questions that lead to setting an appointment. The goal is not to razzle, dazzle the prospect or to overcome objections while you're on the phone. The goal is to pre-qualify the prospect and set an appointment. Some of you guys fire hose with information. You're showing off. It's fantastic that you've got all that stuff stuffed into your head, but maybe the prospect doesn't actually care about all of that. Maybe they're exhausted by the time they get an earful. So don't sell with blah, blah, blah when you can just sell with blah. Ask great questions and close. ABC means always be closing. All right, we'll leave the call with you, Tim, so I can get all set up for Premier. Okay, thank you, Julie. Excellent job. So listen, listeners, here's the bottom line. This time of year, we know, we feel it too. Everybody does. We talked about this on the podcast many days, for many days starting you know, about a month ago, that it's harder to stay motivated. Um, but here's I'm going to give you guys a little high-level coaching here. And remember I told you this. So it's going to be November 1st soon, then December, obviously, and then January. You know, the months usually fall in that order, right? I don't think they've changed that in a while. That's <laughs> the day quill kicking in. So um, there are lots of incredible opportunities to prospect um, going forward to proactively lead generate. 
and your competition is not going to be doing it. People are going to be home. They're generally going to be in good moods. One of the golden times to prospect is always at the last day of the month and the first day of the month, especially, as Julie alluded to a second ago, when those days fall over a holiday or over a weekend because you're going to get high level of answers. That's what you're going to find this year. When you start seeing as this market starts to shift, see the market is shifting right now at the perfect time of year for people wanting to build spring inventory. Some of you guys are listening, and you're writing all this down, and you're going to join Premier Coaching, and you're going to do exactly what we ask you to do, and you're going to email us late spring of 2019, and you're going to thank us for having uh, listened to the show today because you can't believe the momentum you've built. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Don't slow down. Don't stop. Because so many of you are going to make so much money off what we're telling you because you're going to do something proactive, and you're going to see that you can actually control your own destiny that you're going to get like, I mean, I see this happen all the time. And what's going to happen is you're going to generate all this activity and this money for yourself, and then you're going to slow down and stop doing it. So I'm talking to the future you, all of you guys. I know there's got to be at least, you know, there's typically 150, 160,000 of you who listen to our show every day. So for those of you who are taking action, remember I told you that. Don't slow down. When you hit this next level in terms of your business growth in late spring of 19 because you were doing what you didn't want to do and you didn't want to do it at the highest level this time of year, I'm telling you the future you and write this down. Do not slow down. So whatever prospecting you do for the rest of the year, let's say you fill out your real estate treasure map and let's say you figure out your magic number of listings at all times is like 12. Let's say you get your 12 listings and you're basically selling those listings and replacing them as they sell and you're having incredible cash flow. you got to maintain that 12 number of listings. That is your secret uh, number that you need to give yourself financial freedom. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, guys, just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com and complete the real estate treasure map. We also talk about this in our book, Harris Rules, which is um, on Amazon, number one uh, bestseller. So if you guys want to just get the, you know, you, I'll give you the treasure map for free, or if you want to read our entire book, just go to Amazon and pick up Harris Rules. All right, guys, so please, bottom line, I know it's so tempting to slow down this time of year. We feel it too. What we're doing is what we're asking you to do. Keep yourself accountable to, keep, uh, to, to doing three to five minimum standards every single day and have those minimum standards be around taking care of your body and taking care of your mind, which you're doing now by listening to this podcast, making proactive, uh, you know, doing proactive lead generation. Don't just scroll your potential away by doing a bunch of online Mickey Mouse and uh, essentially just assuming that the business is going to magically come back to you in 2019. The start of next year is going to be harder than it has been probably in, in your entire careers because we have rising interest rates. Rising interest rates have such a profound impact on most of your businesses. Mo I'm, and I realize I'm talking to people right now, most of you, who've never sold real estate in anything other than just this obscenely low interest rate environment, which we've been experiencing for almost the past decade. When interest rates start creeping up, when they start with a four, and then they start with a five, as in 5%, you're going to see that the available number of buyers in your marketplace drops like a rock because the affordability level goes away, and you're going to see a lot of people become, you know, frankly, a lot of people are going to lose their opportunities to purchase houses because they waited too long. And the rental prices will also increase because there will be an increased demand for people to rent properties. That's the reason you're seeing all these apartment complexes that are getting built every year because they know that that's – they as investors know that's exactly what's going to happen, and you're going to see an, a huge increase in the a demand for uh, rentals. And there you go. That's the cycle. So what you need to be realizing now 
is if you're planning on somehow magically rebuilding momentum, doing what you've been able to, you know, doing what you've done the last few years uh, in the spring, and that's worked out for you, I promise you it's going to be different in spring of 2019 because of interest rates, because of politics, because all these other things. But because the market shift, Every, no, right now we're still in phase two where people are in denial that there's a market shift going on, right? You're maybe in denial that there's a market shift going on. By late spring, early summer of 2019, no one's going to be in denial about it anymore. Everyone's going to have accepted it. And if you're still stuck following, you know, doing old things, and by old I mean anything that's worked in the past won't work as well in, in this new market. If you're just still doing those types of things and you're trying to rebuild your momentum, you're probably going to lose the entire year because you're going to wait too long to get started because you didn't listen to us this time of year. Your year has already started. Your next year has already started. It really has. Please understand the time to build momentum, the time to build your business back up, the time to continue the great momentum that many of you have coming off this year is not January 1st. It technically, in my opinion, was September uh, 30th. You should have started back then. But if you're just listening to us now for the first time, as a lot of we pick up a lot of new listeners this time of year, the best time is now. Don't procrastinate, guys. Free coaching calls for agents.com. Free coaching calls for agents.com. And like I said, we'll give you, uh, I think it's six or seven free books. The Real Estate Treasure Map is the one I want you to download right away and get started. Um, because that is your 2019 business plan. If you guys need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.